God for his mercy and grace for allowing us to be here this morning. I hope you guys are happy. Mm. You know, even when the trials and everything comes in, that will not take our joy away. Because we can joy when all those things come to us. When you go in the book of Acts, uh, they will beat them and the Bible says they were happy. That they were deemed worthy to take the beating for the sake of Christ. So we are happy this morning. Uh, we thank our pastor for the trust. And as you know, Brother Brian said it, it's never easy to stand behind the pulpit. Especially when you have a pastor like ours. <laughs> so it's kind of going too high, so pray for me. <laughs> so um, we'll go to the Bibles, uh, Genesis 12, and Brother Brian will get us a song ready. So I don't know what, but you will get us ready. <laughs> So that makes the two of us in trouble. Uh, Genesis 12, this is God calling Abraham. Now, uh, verse 1, The Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto uh, a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Verse 4. So Abraham departed, uh, departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, and Abraham was seventy and five years old when he departed of Haran. And Abraham took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all the substance they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. Into the land of Canaan they came. So I don't know uh, which song Brother Brian has for us before we. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because Living 
because a lot of people came before claiming to be something, but they are all dead, O oh God. And death proved to them that they were nothing, O oh God. But this morning we can stand and speak with boldness that we know of someone that came and said, I have power to lay my life and I have power again to take it back. He didn't just step, uh, stop by saying that, but he did what he said, O oh God. We thank you because we know that you are alive, O oh God. And we invite you this morning to be in our midst, O oh Father. You know the needs among your people, O oh God. You know the questions and the, the sickness and everything, Father. That's why we invite you this morning to come and vindicate yourself before us, O oh God, so that we can have strength to first life, knowing that we have met with the one that is holding the future. Father, we thank you in everything, O oh God, because we know that you are with our pastor, O oh Father. And in everything that the devil does, he has failed because you live, O oh God. We thank you for your presence. May you now come and anoint us, O oh God, and use us for your own glory. Remove us from the ways, Father, so that you can use this small gift in Jesus' name for the perfection of this small uh, body of Christ here, O oh God. We thank you for everything. Now any spirit that has confessed your name, may it leave this place in Jesus' name. We thank you. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So you may be sitting. So we thank God for his mercy and grace. And uh, I see our brother Billy over there. We used to go to the same church in Connecticut, in New York. So may God bless you and his wife. So, um, this morning, yesterday when I knew that I was going to preach, I was not really sure because of what I was going to preach because there was a little bit of like a confusion uh, when my wife got the test and she didn't read well. She just said, they asked, are you going to be to, in church tomorrow? I said, yeah, I will be there. And then... Till late in the evening, she keep asking me, did they text you? Are you going to pray? I said, no, I have no idea. So I said, okay, show me your phone. And then as I was reading, there it was. So she missed the important part. <laughs> and then from there, I became stressed. I didn't know what I was going to preach on and all those things. So I tried to pray. I couldn't get anything. And I was stressed and... This morning I woke up, I had two things in mind that I was going to talk on, but you have to choose one. <laughs> and I prayed, I prayed, so I hope this will bless you. So my title this morning is A Decision and Its Outcome. So myself, I had to make a decision between two options. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the place where we just read in Genesis 12, this is God calling Abraham. Abraham. So, uh, the place, Abraham was living in a land where he was well known. A land where he had riches, he had people serving him, he had everything. But one day, 
God comes down. Because Abraham was just a pagan. He didn't know anything about God. But one day something unknown comes to him. And tells him, Abraham, I don't want you to be here. Leave your people. Leave your nation. Leave everything that you know. And go to a land that I will show you. <laughs> How many of us here will go? <laughs> because the first thing that will come to your mind is, God, show me first the place I'm going before I go. But God is telling him that you go without knowing where you are going. <laughs> and after telling him that, he said, I will bless you. How will I know that you will bless me if I don't know where I am going? <laughs> and Abraham wakes up. He says, okay. I trust now I have to go. And as he, t he takes his wife, Lord, I think his father too. And then now they start going. He goes to Canaan. He lives uh, in a certain place. He chose it. He stayed there. And as they are staying there, a famine comes in. The first thing that comes to a human mind is, God, why did you tell me to move from the place where I was comfortable? From my comfort zone to a place where I have to suffer. And that's what exactly Abraham did. God told him, go to the land. And when you say that, that's where I will bless you. But as the first trial comes in, Abraham now tried to find a solution. God didn't tell him to go to that land for him to find a solution. No. But he told him, you just go. Because that's my word. And trust me. Amen. You just go. You don't have to think on how you will eat. You don't have to think on what, what will happen over there. You just go. But Abraham gets there. He says, no. Now I'm in a land. I don't know what to do. What will happen to my cattle? What will happen to my, my people? I have to find a solution. God didn't call you in the world for you to find a solution. <laughs> because God himself, he becomes your solution. What Abraham could have done was to go back to God. He can tell him, God, I am where you told me to stop. What am I supposed to do? But instead, Abraham said, now I say, you know, Egypt. <laughs> Egypt looks good, beautiful. Let me go. Everything that looks good is not good for you. It's not because somebody prospers in a certain business, in a certain way, that we all have to go in the same. No. You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision to live a Christian life. You have to make a decision to, to live a sanctified life. It's not because every Christian dream that we all have to dream. No. It's not because they behave a certain way that we all have to behave a set that the same way they behave. No. Because you have to make a decision and stick to your decision. But Abraham saw that uh, the other people there were living good. They were having fun. They were going to the club. 
He said, let me go too. Let me try to be like them. But God didn't call Abraham to be like them. If you wanted to be like them, you would have left him in his country. He told him to be separate from them, from everybody else. But instead, he wanted to be like them. And then when he went there, he became a liar. Because that's why the Bible said, before, before, like, when God calls you, and then you are, you, you are convinced that God spoke to you, you have to make a decision. God will not make it for you. <laughs> a decision, I just went ahead of my test, but let me come, try to come back to try to uh, say something. A decision is a conclusion or a resolution reached after consideration. You try to look, the word of God is here, the world is there. And when you hear the word of God, now you have to decide, where am I going? Because you have to know that in many choices, you have to decide on one. After considering all the choices, after considering all the religions. At one time I had to, to consider a lot of religions. I had to consider the, the, the Muslim. I had to go and understand what do they believe. I had to go study it. One time I had to go to the Buddhist temple. <laughs> I had to go and understand what do they believe. And how many Buddhas do they have. Because one of my friends told me, you believe in Christ because that's the only thing you know. I said, okay, no problem. Let me go try. I had to go. I had to go to different churches. I had to go to the Catholic church. And then when you go around there, I had to understand what they, they, they do. And whatever they were doing, it was too much standing up and down, down and up. Let's stand for this ceremony. We stand up. And the next thing, singing. So, I, like, I had to go to different denominational. And then to see how do they worship. Now when I find something true, I had to make a decision. And after considering everything, now I have to decide where I have to go. <laughs> the same way you have to make a decision where you have to live. <laughs> the same, I have to make that decision too. I just said I was in uh, Connecticut. <laughs> I had to decide where I had to go. I went to Boston. And then one day, I'm sitting at the, at the house. I have like, okay, we have to move. But where are we going? Between Colorado and uh, Atlanta. I've never been to Atlanta. I said, okay, let's go to Atlanta and see. <laughs> and then, I've been to Colorado. And then when we got to Georgia, the air from the airport welcomed me. <laughs> and in my spirit, I had to make a decision. 
comparing uh, Colorado, Denver, and Atlanta. And then I said, this is home. And I didn't just stop there. I moved. You have to make a decision. Because the Bible said a double-minded man is unstable. And when you go to pray for something, you have to make a decision. If you want healing, you have to make a decision. If you want salvation, you have to make a decision. You don't just go, maybe, maybe. You are double-minded. They will pray for you. We will do everything. You will not receive it. Because you are unstable. Anything that comes to you can move you easily. You are like a wave. You have to make a decision. After considering everything. After like balancing, weighing everything. And you see what is good, what is bad. And is the bad good, uh, better than the good? <laughs> Now Abraham is in this land. He goes to Egypt. He becomes a liar. And then after lying, he's caught in his lie. He didn't repent. They had to kick him out of the land. Now he comes back. As they are there, there was a fight between the servants. Now they had to take a decision of a choice. Abraham stood up. He said, okay, you know you are my nephew. The same way we can tell people, you know you are my friend. You know you are my father. You know you are my this and that. Because there is always a decision that you have to take. And Brother Bram says, comparing the choices that we make, he said he will tell where you will spend your eternity. You, like the, 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 the choices, the decision you take of the major to, to, to study at school, he will determine what career you will have. Whatever choices you make, even in, in, uh, in life, or what kind of wife you want to marry, will tell who you will be. Right. Marriage is not my subject to talk about. I'm just passing by. It <laughs> 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 will make. It will prove. It will show what kind of family you will be. And Brother Man says that the, the way you handle the word, the attitude you have toward the word, will prove what kind of family you will have. <laughs> and now, they come back. He says, okay, you are my nephew. I love you. But we don't need to have no strife between us. You choose where you want to go. The land is before us. If you choose north, I will go to the south. If you choose east, I will go to the uh, west. Now look at this person taking the choice of his life. Because when Lot was making this decision, he didn't think, he didn't see it coming. He didn't think that one day he would be raped by his own daughters. He didn't think that one day he would be rushed out of the city, almost killed. He didn't think that his wife would become bad. He didn't think. 
He didn't think that it would be so terrible that the people of Sodom would be so wicked. For him, when he didn't look, the side that he wanted to go, the Bible says he saw that it was watering. It was so beautiful. <laughs> and when you make your decision, my title is the decision and its outcome. <laughs> he didn't see the outcome. He just saw the moment. He just said, okay, I will go there and you know I will still be a Christian. No. You can make a decision. And just by what that one decision and you are destroyed. Just one. So oh, let me first smoke it a little bit. Let me try. Just by that decision, you become a drug addict. Just by that one decision. <laughs> oh, let me try to go to the bar. Just by that one. And you think that you can be smarter than a devil? No. <laughs> the Bible says this. Let me let me just read it. Verse uh, Genesis 13. After they came back, uh, Abraham was a liar, but at least he had to come back. <laughs> but you, you know that you are in sin. Instead of coming back to the land, you still run away. He had to go back to the land. You have made a mistake. You have sinned. But what do you say outside? Because with open arms, God is willing to receive you. Only if you decide to come back. He will talk to you. He will let you know that you were in mistakes. When you do something and something inside you keep condemning you. Because God is dealing with you. And he's telling you, this is the way you have to go back. You have to go back. And when you come back, he receives you. I was, I was following something on YouTube. It kind of made me cry at work. <laughs> this woman who was a bookkeeper in a school here in Georgia, there was a, a shooter that came in that school. And then the shooter wanted to kill everybody. First of all, she came from, from, from home. She had problems, financial problems. And then she got to work. She was late. And the time she gets to the, uh, the, the, the desk, in five minutes, that's when the, the killer comes in. With a rifle. With a bullets, everything. And now she tells everybody that was there, go pass the information to everybody, everybody's going to die. And then, yes, now everybody's going. And then he tells everyone, they call the news station, call the police, Call everybody. They have to hear this. And this woman having financial problems. The husband divorced her. Left her for another woman. And she had a son. Who had multiple disability. <laughs> that was a way out. But she looked at the killer. She saw that in his face. He didn't have a life. And this woman spoke to this guy. 
and making him understand that there is a God who sits high and looks low. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He made me weep like a baby in uh, work. Uh, as I was watching, I saw that the woman projected more love than me. Because the woman loved the killer. She even says sometimes I had chances to run. But I thought if I run, everybody will be there, including him. And she, 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 she went so low to the level of this guy. And telling him that, you see, whatever you're feeling, that's how I feel. Let me tell you my story. This is what is happening in my life. This is what is happening in my life. This is what is happening in my life. But let me tell you one thing. There is a God. <laughs> that even though he's above, he cares about you. And then she said, you can go watch it on YouTube. It's there. And then she said, the guy came back to his normal senses. He took the rifle. He put it close to her. With the bullet and everything close to her and went and lay on the floor. If it was you and me. <laughs> you took the rifle. <laughs> but because she was not concerned about the guy dying. She was more concerned about his salvation. Because he told him. You know the police came. While she was still talking to the guy. Started shooting at the windows. Shooting everywhere. Sometimes the police create more problems than we had. It's okay to have the police. But it took a woman who had God. To give God. She had a decision to make. Run or stay. Even though she knew that she was going to die. But she had a decision to make. Even though she was not sure of the outcome. If she would die or not. But she had a decision to make. And she said, I will stay. And she told the guy, today nobody's going to die. Even you, we are going home. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> when, when you make your decision, and you are not double-minded, God sees your heart. And then he sees that this person has decided to follow me. No matter what trial comes before you, God becomes your banner. He becomes your shield. He becomes your protector. No matter what financial issues you're going through, when you decide, you say, God, let me starve to death, but I will still believe in you. No matter what is the, the issue with your body, you still stand there and you say, God, the doctor said, but I know that you are God. Even if you don't heal me, I will follow you. You don't just say with the lips and say, God, I will follow you. The woman could have just used her lips because you know when somebody is about to go kill, there is something spiritual happening to them. There is a death spirit on them. And the only thing that can never fail is love. First <laughs> uh, 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 Corinthians 13 says love can never fail and the only thing to remove that dead spirit on that guy was only love 
and love. I don't care what the woman believed. I don't care if she believed the message or not. But she had something. <laughs> she had something. Because when I was following that video, and then I started to think of the love of God. How that love came looking for me. God had the decision to make too. He had to lead you in sin. Or to come and die. Hallelujah. He had a decision to make. He had to decide whether leave you dead. Lost without hope or give you hope. And I started to think about the love of God. And as I was thinking about the love of God, I saw that woman. Even though he was not close to the love of God, but he was something. Yes. <laughs> and how God had to become flesh for you. You don't, you don't have to see me. Go in the Bible. God who knew not sin. He became sin for you. He knew you nothing. He, he had to be tempted for you. So that he can understand you well. He had a decision to make. He had to decide whether he will come, save you, or, or just leave you alone. He knew that you would reject him, but he still had to decide. <laughs> And one day, he said, okay, I have decided now. I'm going. I will leave my glory. I will go down for just one person. Maybe you are sitting here asking yourself a question. Can I believe like them? Can I be transformed that I believe? That's not your worry. You just decide and leave the rest to him. Even if you were a drunkard, you just decide. Leave drunkardness to him. Oh, but I can't stop drinking. It's you who is trying to stop. <laughs> Leave it to him. Just say, Lord, I heard the truth. And the truth hit my heart. And now I have decided to follow you. And leave the rest to him. You don't have to do any efforts. Because he took the decision. He said, I will go. And, and even that day, when he went in Gethsemane, he, he had a decision to make. Or to die or to go back. He, he had a decision to get a wife and have children. He had a decision to, to try to live with his people. Because the Bible said he so loved them. That he wanted to be with them. But he said, Lord, not my will, but your will. I'm now ready to go. I'm now ready to go. Because he deemed you worthy. He wanted you. And then he paid the price. And then when he was at the cross, he had a decision to call for legions of angels. To come and fight for him. To remove him. But God was looking at the outcome. Because he knew with only that decision. He will have you. 
He will redeem you. He will restore you. He will give you power. You will become his family. He had the decision, but he considered more the outcome. He said with this decision, it's a simple decision, but the outcome will be great. <laughs> That's why the Bible says, when a sinner, one sinner accepts the Lord, there is more joy in heaven. There wouldn't have been joy if he didn't decide to go till the end. There wouldn't have been any joy if they decided to get a wife. But he sacrificed everything. <laughs> the decision and the outcome. That's not my note, but understand. We just go as he wants us to go. And we trust God is dealing with somebody. Because if God is dealing with you and you keep postponing it, postponing it, postponing it, if you are the seed of God, God will take you out of the sin. Uh huh. If you feel God dealing with you all the time, God dealing with you, telling you, you have to go believe, you have to go believe, you have to go believe, and you keep postponing it, you keep postponing it, you keep postponing it. If you are a seed of God, God will take you out. Mm-hmm. And now Lot is there. The Bible said this. Before, uh, excuse me, I'm disorganized. And the Bible says this. Uh, Genesis 13, verse 14. No, 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 no. 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the plain of Jordan. That he was well watering everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. When he saw it, he didn't see that the Lord is going to destroy this land. No. He didn't see that the Lord was going to, 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 to create problems with Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't see. But he saw that if I go to that place, if I go work that job, I will be financially stable. Uh, it was about finances here. I will be good. They will be in good relationship with me. Sometimes... Any friendship that is going against the will of God. It's better for that friendship to dry up than to have problems with God. I would rather have problems with my dad, with my mom, than to have problems with God. Because my mom can abandon me. My dad can remove me from his legacy. But I know one person that will never leave me. Because he said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. He said a mother can forget his, his child, but the Lord will never forget you. He watches over Israel, doesn't sleep or slumber. He's always there watching over you. But you find, because I want more glory from the people. The Bible says they wanted more appreciation, glory from the people. And they forgot God. 
So they wanted to be appreciating. And you know, like Lord said, if I go to that place with what I have learned with Abraham, maybe they will take me to become a male. And I'll become one of them. Hmm. And then the Bible says this. You see? Then Lord chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lord journeyed east. And they separate themselves, the one from the other. Now imagine, if you were Abraham, how would you feel? Because through the eyes, that place was good. Now Lot is going to a place where is good and leaving you with a dry land. But God made a promise. He said, you go out of your country. God called you. It's for a reason. He will not let you die. Because he's the one that called you. And you made a decision. You stick behind your decision. He has to create. Or else he's not God. Brother Branham said that if someone was saved in the past under a certain condition and then you Come and believe under the same condition. God is obligated to do the same. Oh, he is not God at all. If somebody made a decision to leave whatever was dear to him, and God blessed him, today in our, you cannot name of the name of Abraham without nobody knowing it. God has to do the same. Because he blessed him for just one thing, obeying and deciding and saying, God, I will follow you. Yes. Amen. <laughs> but what do people do? Before you make any decision, people make decision, Lot made a decision without considering God. That's why he saw that he was beautiful. But if he did consider God, he would have went and prayed and said, God, what do you want me to do? Huh. Brother Brown says this. Just uh, give me a few minutes. Uh, the prophet Elisha, preaching 54, July 23rd, he said this. Now that's what we do. Sometimes we go off on Tetram somewhere and not think about God. Not pray over it. Ask the Lord whether we should do it or not. And we find that our supply of blessing is cut off. You go do something. You didn't consider God. You didn't do any, you didn't ask God where is his will or not. And then you just decide I'll go to this place. And then when you go, Abraham, after deciding without considering God, he went and became a liar. His blessing was cut off. Lot, after deciding without considering God, he became what he was. His wife became one of the Sodomites. It's the same with all of us. 
It's the same when you take a decision. God, what am I supposed to do? God, what am I supposed to do? God, what am I supposed to do? You have to consider God. And Brother Branham says, give me a Christian. Give me a businessman. Give me a wise housewife who puts God first. Amen. And I will show you somebody who has succeeded in everything they do. <laughs> because they always consider God first. Put God first. And then he said, then we wonder sometimes, where wonder uh, why I can't have no more blessings. You don't watch. You let down in your prayer life. You say, well, I'm a Christian. Well, that's the more sign you should pray more than ever. Read the Bible every day. Pray every day. Now follow the next, uh, the next line. Don't make any decisions. Too harshly or too quickly. Without first considering God about it. <laughs> Before moving to Georgia, I had to pray. I had to pray. Because I was coming here. I didn't know if there was any church. I didn't know where I would go with my family to pray. I had to pray and ask God, is it your will? Do you want me to go? Now when I see the outcome, I have a good pastor, I have good people, I have people that love me. I can say it was the will of God. I'm telling you. Uh, you have to pray and ask God, is it your will? There was a time that I went to church because my dad wanted me to go. I had to make a decision. That's why I always, I always tell brother came over there and I think brother Chris and some brothers here that it's really hard for people that were born in, uh, in a family that believes the message to have a personal experience with God. Because they don't, they don't get to make their own decisions. Everything is decided to them by the parents. You go to church, you go do this, you go do that. It's very difficult. And that's all we know. God becomes our grandfather. Because my dad said so, my mom said so, my this did so, and that one said so. But you have to make your own decision. Because if you don't, you don't have a God. You have your father's God. And he is not your God. Mm -hmm. And when you are in trouble, how will you even pray? Because you don't know that God. You don't have experience with him. When I was a kid, my dad made a decision for me. <laughs> he decided where, where I had to go to school, what I had to do, what I have to eat, what I have to do this. But I'm in my house now. <laughs> my dad doesn't make decision for me anymore. He is at my house right now. If I say, at six, everybody has to be in the house. Whoever is not in the house will sleep out. And he comes at 601. You will stay out. <laughs> Telling you, he has, you know, to talk to me nicely before I can open the door for him. <laughs> you have to make your own decision. 
will never be a Christian. Paul said, when I was a kid, I thought as a kid, I did childish things. But now when I'm grown, whatever was childish disappeared. <laughs> and you find people say that they believe and they don't have the experience. They didn't make their own decision. They just go to please parents. <laughs> That's not a good position to be in. I have to make a decision. My dad forced me. My brother forced me. And one day, I had to decide whether I will follow Jesus or not. Whether the message was the truth or not. Whether William Branham was the true prophet or not. You don't have to be afraid. If it's the truth, God will vindicate it for you. You don't have to think that you will go find something that will be so contrary. No. I didn't go follow what people said. Paul had to make that decision. After following the God of his fathers and saving them in all the tradition so that he was so above the people of his age. He was so zealous in whatever he was doing. And then he had to make a decision. After meeting the truth for his time and crossing the pillar of fire. After hearing, who am I? Uh, who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus. Paul had to make a decision. He don't follow the God that, that, that he met or follow the God of his fathers. He knew that with the decision was coming with trouble. That the people that once loved him will hate him. His best friend will be the one that will want to kill him. He had to make a decision. And the Bible said he had to go to Arabia. Arabia for, for three, three something years. And when he came back, now he showed the outcome. He said, the mystery of godliness is great. Before he couldn't understand that. And then when he came back, he had to say, even if I die, is again for me. He made a decision. He said, God, I will follow you. And no matter what, even when a prophet came and told him that, Paul, you don't have to go to Jerusalem. When you go to the Jerusalem, you will die. He took, he took his clothes and his belt and he, he tied himself. He said, that said the Lord. The person to whom this clothes belong is going to Jerusalem. But when he goes there, this is what is going to happen to him. And Paul crying, he said, why are you guys doing this to me? I'm not only ready to be tied or bound. I'm ready to give my life for him. I have decided to follow Jesus. And I'm not turning back. No matter what the devil brings, I'm not turning back. Because I've made my choice. I've made my decision. There is people here that voted for a certain president. And after well, two years of him being in power, now you start to question your, your, your choice. So maybe, maybe, but there is one. Once you cast his vote, your vote on him, he will never disappoint you. That's why the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. I thank God I never voted. Mm -hmm. Because 
when you vote for somebody and you find he's just a crook like the others. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start to regret the time you went to vote. <laughs> Thank God. If you want to go vote, go vote. It's not what Brother Isaac said to not go vote. No. That's my choice. <laughs> so we're living in a free world, right? <laughs> Where everybody identify with cows, identify with cats. And there is this picture video I saw. Uh, I was in Boston last time and uh, a brother came to me and showed to me a video of a guy who is like a dog. And he had to go spend a lot of money to become a dog. And when I saw that, it kind of made me feel like I'm seeing a demon. Because God made you human. And no matter what decision you make, you will die as human. <laughs> but you can choose to become a dog. It's your decision. <laughs> the same way God made you God. Amen. The Bible says it's written in your law that you are God. But you die like men. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is your decision to become God or become men. <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel so good. <laughs> he, he has made you God. And it's your decision to become God or men. Uh -huh. But you die like men. Because you choose to die like men. <laughs> when Paul was about to die, he chose to die like God. He said, Oh, death. Where is your power? <laughs> Where is your power? Because he knew that that only decision he had, the outcome will not be death. He's going to rest. And that's why he said, when the trumpet of God shall sound, the dead in Christ shall come back first. By one decision. The outcome. And, and, and he knew that when the dead in Christ, you know, I have sent that one to the other side. I, have, I had a pastor that I loved so much. But God decided to take him away. And I remember that time I was at work. Everybody knew that he died, but they didn't want to tell me because they knew that we were close. And then when I heard about it, they lied to me that he was in coma. That you guys have to pray God to do something. But he was dead. So I stopped whatever I was doing. I went, I sat down, even though knowing that they can fire me, it didn't matter. I had to make a decision. So I went, I sat down, and I started to pray, I started to pray. When I got home, my brother told me he's dead. And it kind of made me feel so sad. <laughs> but I knew he was a Christian, he made a decision. <laughs> and I knew that saints don't die. <laughs> well, all they do, they just go rest. That's why the prophet of God said, if today they come and tell you that Brother Brennan is dead, do not believe. Because he made a decision. He said, I will follow you. Because the Bible says, even though they die, they will have a life. Because they pass through death to life. I still have few minutes. So pray for me. So that I'll be watching the time. <laughs> Amen. 
So he made a decision to follow God and to serve him. So now when I sit, I always see. I say, how will I know that Jesus is about to come? When I see him first. Because I know that the decision he made to follow Christ gave him a good outcome. He fought a good battle. Now he's just waiting. And one day, he will hear the voice of God. And the voice of God will be talking. <laughs> and then he will come back first. Younger than the way he went in. He made a decision. The decision that you make today. The decision that where you choose. What kind of friend you want to have. What kind of people you want to be surrounded with. What, 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 what church you want to go to. What kind of pastor you want. <laughs> we'll tell where you are going. Mm -hmm. We'll tell. Because you cannot make a decision and when it's about time for you to get your outcome and blame somebody else, no. It's your decision. It's your outcome. Deal with it. I've seen people blaming me for the decision they made. You make a decision to go attack a child of God. Deal with the consequences as outcome. You make a decision to, 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 to mock a child of God, a daughter of God, you'll be ready to pay. Because the Bible says, whoever mocks somebody mocks his creator. <laughs> you mock a child of God, you are mocking his father. And God cannot be mocked. Whatever you sow, that's what you reap. And then, you, you, when you start to see the consequences and God is dealing with you, punishing you, you start to say, it's because that one did. No, it's what you did. <laughs> Everybody shall bear their own cross. <laughs> you choose your own cross. <laughs> and then this person takes, takes a decision without considering God. And brother says, you have to pray. You have to consider him before you do anything. Before you take any decision. You don't go ask, what do you think? What do you think? You can come and ask me. And then I'll tell you something. It's not the truth. And then you go, you have problems. You start to blame brother Isaac. But you have to pray earnestly. Pray, consider God and say, God, do you want me to go there? Do you want me to do this? And Brother says, maybe God will not show you a vision. Let me just re read it. You see? Without considering God uh, about him, ask him, shall I do this? Father, ask him, is, your, is it your will for me to do this? Then see what the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He might not give you a vision, but he will speak in some way to you to let you know if, if you will be sincere and ask him. He will let you know. 
Some people, God, God gave them the ability to see visions, to hear voices and stuff. But some of us, maybe God didn't give it to us. But now you make a decision. You say, God, shall I do this? Shall I do that? In everything. That's why we don't have enough of supernatural uh, manifested in, in, among us. Because people do things harshly. They do it rashly. You just say, okay, because that one did that, I have to do that. Because that one uh, bought that kind of car, let me go buy it too. Because that one went back to school, let me go back to school too. But some of us, we are not smart. I'll follow you, go to school. I'll drop out. Because maybe God didn't call you for you to go have PhD, uh, doctors and that stuff. He called you to be simple. And that's how he bless you. But because you saw somebody else. And then now you say, okay, because that one said, and then he's playing with computers, let me go do it. Uh-huh. Good luck. Mm-hmm. God calls you and then he wants you to take a decision and say, God, this is who I, I am. I'm taking you as my Lord. Lead me, Lord. And then when he starts to lead you, he will lead you. He will show you. Say, okay, go to do this way. Go do that way. And you go do it. He blesses you. And then he said, don't, don't go there. Do this. And then he will do it for you. Jacob didn't go have to study, you know how to, to mix or match uh, animals and then so that you can have the one with lines, the one with spots, with the one without spot. No! He trusted in God! He said, Lord, I'm trusting in you. Because he knew that he made a choice. He made a decision. That I will take the best right. <laughs> no matter what is the cost, I will have it. His mind, this is my decision. No matter, even if my brother kills me, at least I'll try to get it. And then he went. Imagine the angel of the Lord will come and tell him, No, Jacob, this time don't do this. Take these herbs, mix with that one, you will have the result you want. You didn't go to school for that. The decision you make, it gives you an outcome. And you have to be ready to receive that outcome. The decision you make will show you if you are of God or not. Now you go, you find people, they take decision and they go uh, and they don't see the outcome. And imagine Lot now, after being raped by his own daughters, after losing a wife, now he's sitting and even created a nation that became enemies to the children of God, Moab. Now imagine him sitting, raped by his own daughters. Now he's living with the guilt. I should have considered the way of Abraham. I should have done this. I should have done this. But this morning you have a chance to not live with the guilt. You have a chance to not go the way you came in. You have a chance because you still have a decision. This morning you have it. 
But if you choose to go another way, I will do like Joshua. Choose ye this day whom you want to serve. But for I and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Having conferences with God, preach in 60 uh, June uh, uh, 08. It says this. And that's what's the matter with a lot of so called Christians today. Crossbreeds with the world. No wonder you can't never set, be settled. Double minded, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Man got. Uh, man got to know God by the new birth. Be born and filled with the Holy Ghost. Stand in those tracks there where Moses stood. Stand in the presence of God and hold a conference. That's when God called men, certainly. The trouble today, people want to be Christian and be worldly too. You are a Christian and you are worldly. But when you make your decision, you choose to follow only one thing. Because you cannot serve two masters at the same time. You have to say, okay, God, I know that I will not be perfect. I will fall. I will make mistakes. But I've decided to follow you. And when I follow you, the world will get tempted me. Sometimes I will give in. But I will stand up and continue. But people still call themselves Christians and then they go back on, on Friday they are in the club. <laughs> they dance. If we take the phones of a lot of Christians here today we go to YouTube, Spotify, the web browser. The kind of things that people listen, follow. Brother Brown says, if I go in someone's office and then he tells me he claims to be a Christian or anything. And then I look at the world. I look at the music and listen. Everything he does. Even though he tells me that he's a Christian. I have my conclusion. I have the outcome. Because the spirit in him is feeding with whatever he's listening. He's feeding with whatever he's looking. You can do it in secret. You can go watch those things. <laughs> And the greatest demon that people find it hard to overcome is porn. Mm -hmm. You can do it in secret, do whatever you want to do. But if you decide and take a decision and say, You spirit, you come to attack me, I will expose you. <laughs> and you say, I will expose you. You come again, I will expose you to my parents. And we will attack you together as a family. And see if he will come again. And if he is more powerful than a family, I will expose you to my, my pastor. And, and if he is more stronger than all of us, I will expose you to the assemblies of the children of God. And see if it will happen. But the problem is you hide it. You protect it. That's why you have the outcome you have. <laughs> That's why I had a, I'm, 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 I'm ending. <laughs> so I had a friend. I have a friend. 
We grew up together. He's married. He was struggling with that spirit. One day he called me. He's my friend. We know each other. And then he calls me. He tells me, brother, I will not hide it. I will tell you straight. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm... I've done everything. I don't know how to overcome it. So, okay, let's pray. And a few months later, I speak to him. He said, you remember since that time, he never came back. Because... The thing, the thing, when you hide a spirit, when, 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 when you protect your sin, it will kill you. When you protect your bad behavior, you, it will kill you. But instead, expose it. <laughs> expose that spirit. You are sick, expose it. And you feel like, oh, I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling. Expose that spirit. Right. <laughs> Say, yo, you come. Let me expose you. We will see. And see if that spirit will stay. But you know what you will do? You will hide it, protect it, and start to make this my condition. This my sickness. This my spirit. <laughs> God created you, God. <laughs> because he said, let them have dominion. And then when they will have dominion, he is to rule over everything. And the devil came in and deceived you by letting you know that the spirit is stronger than you. He's not stronger than you. You are more stronger. Because the Bible says, he who is in you is greater than the one that is coming against you. May God bless you. I know I didn't, I didn't read everything finished, but we trust that God will continue. Amen. If it's really the word of God, God will lead you to the place where it's needed. And he will call whoever he wants to call. And he will deal with their hearts. We don't want just God to go deal with the mind where people will think about him and then forget about him. No. But we want God to deal with their hearts because the time is at end. We don't know when he will come back, but we want everybody to be as we are. So that together we can go meet the Lord. Amen. So, if I say something, I just trust that God will take it the way he meant it. Amen. Because you know sometimes the vocabularies and all those things, but God knows exactly. <laughs> he knows exactly how to handle those things. Take it the right way. But now is the time for a decision. What decision will you make? There was one man who had to make a decision. After meeting Jesus the same way you met, you meet him today, this morning. The young rich ruler. After meeting him, he had only one decision to make. To follow him. Go sell everything else. Follow him. There is a fountain. He had to make just one choice. And say God. I am following you. I know I was rich. But I know that you are richer than me. What decision are you going to make? But he turned down. He took another decision. To stay with his riches. 
And the Bible says the next thing he saw, he was in hell. Hell is real. People think that evil spirit is just a good uh, thought or something. Brother Chris, Sister Tessie, they are there. I think Sister Hope too. On Saturday when the, we're having concert, you guys were enjoying. I think Pastor Daniel was there too before he left. There was somebody who had a thing dealing with, him, with her. Demons are real. It's not like we're just talking about hell to scare people. No. But we preach about it so that people can see that God has given them heaven for free. So that they can make a decision. What decision will you make? This morning there is blood. He has never lost his power. And is ready for you. Oh, brother Isaac, I've made a lot of sins. I have made a lot of them. Uh, you know, I want it. You know, you don't have to do anything. You just take the decision. You just take the decision. Oh, brother Isaac, you know, I used to be a good Christian. Now I have backsliding and then it became so bad. The blood is there for you. You are still good for you as it was for the thief at the cross. The man did everything he could have done. He raped women. He killed people. He told women to abhor children. He molested kids. He did everything that you know. But he saw the stream of blood. And then he said, Please, Lord, this is my last shot. Remember me. Remember me. And that was just a few minutes, few seconds before his death. Maybe you might think that I have more time. That maybe I'll take the decision next time. Who knows? If it's your last. And sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. Oh, lose all their guilty stains. Lose all their Oh! 
just heard something that there is souls here that have to take a decision. I was feeling it, but I was holding it until my brother came and told me, is there anybody that never took that decision? I don't know where you are. Don't postpone what you have to do today for tomorrow. And when you hear the word of God, you don't have to hide in your hearts. As the Spirit of God is moving, anything can happen. I just want you to trust Him this morning. I want you just to believe in Him this morning. to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. When God comes down, the only way you know that he's down is when the supernatural takes place. You don't have to be afraid. decision. Mountain is still there for you.
but I know that it was you who directed it this way. It was for a reason, oh God. Father, if this was really your word, may you come and vindicate it. May your presence fill this place right now so that we can have the same results like it was in Act 2, oh God. Father, you know that all we want is to be closer to you. But sometimes we find ourselves miles and miles away from that, oh God. We ask you to come and help us to hold our hand and guide us, oh Father. So that we can stick with our decision no matter what is the cost. No matter what will come against us, we can stand and still talk of your goodness, oh God. Father, may you bring all of us closer to you, to where you are. Even if we went far away from you, as we just came from singing, the blood is still there. Let us run into the blood so that we can be white as snow and go back to fellowship with you again. And for the people that never made this decision to follow you, you who started the good work, may you bring it to an end, O oh God. May you continue to work on them. Let there be here on the, the, the world of our internet or whatever, O oh God. May you continue to deal with them for your own glory. Because I know that when you send your word, oh God, your word will never go back to you void until it reaches the goal or the, the, the purpose why you send it. It will keep running, running, oh God. May you take care of the rest. We pray for our pastor, oh God. You know the devil has been trying so hard. But we stand with him. And we believe that. There is healing in the body oh God. And we speak healing to him. And we know that distance doesn't matter to you oh God. May you the same angel that was here. Go in the hospital. Touch him. And remove all whatever the doctor said. And may he feel better again. And be back among us in Jesus name. Father if there was any sick among us oh God. We cast all any disease that was here father. Because we know that is a, a, a evil spirit. And the Bible tells us. That in your name. We shall cast out evil spirits. That's why we curse every evil spirit. In Jesus name. Restore. The broken. Give hope to the hopeless. Provide to those who lack. And give faith to those who want faith. Oh God. Father. We can talk a lot. 
We can make a lot of noise, oh God. But when you act, when you vindicate what the word says, that's what makes the difference. And that's why we want this morning. We pray for the service this evening, oh God. I don't know how that will be. But I trust in you. Because you are not only Alpha, but you are also Omega, oh God. You start and you finish. That's why come again be in our midst, oh God. Providing the spiritual food. Because we need it for the journey. Bless each and every one of us. For it's faith, with, with faith we have prayed. In Jesus name. Amen. May God bless you. Amen. You enjoy that? Amen. Certainly appreciate our brother. Driving down the road yesterday, my wife and I were talking about some things and realized it hit right on some of it this morning. Even some of a little indirectly, but so thankful that God is mindful. Amen. God is so good to us. Give D. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands in one accord, singing, Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands in one accord, singing, Blessed be. church this morning. So happy to have Brother Billy and the family with us this morning. May God richly bless you. Anybody streaming, may God bless you as well. Uh, remember this afternoon, I believe it's 3 or 3.30, the, the shower's out here for Brother Uriel and Sister Rose. And I know she don't know as many people here, so if you haven't met her, go up and introduce yourself and make her feel more at home so she's not uh, feeling all by herself over there. Amen. Then after the service this evening, we'll need to get some stuff moved out of the fellowship hall. But I'll announce that again uh, after service.
this evening. We'll sing this and we'll be dismissed. Service back at 4.30 this afternoon. Key of D. <clears throat> so I'm casting all my cares on you Cause I know you love me Oh, redemption by blood That's the greatest love story Oh, full restoration for redemption That's what seven angels in a cloud testify Our Redeemer is no longer dead He's risen And He's coming back for you and me So I'm casting all my cares on you Cause I know you love me For oh, redemption by blood Oh, that's the greatest love story For redemption, that's what seven angels in a cloud testify. My Redeemer is no longer dead, he's risen, and he's coming back for you and me. God bless you. I'm casting all my cares on you, cause I know you love me. Redemption by blood, that's the greatest love story. Restoration for redemption. That's what seven.